Welcome, welcome to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis, where every day I aim to bring you the latest in UFO reports and other fascinating stories from around the globe. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2018, and on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central, please join me for my talk show, The Outlander, where I answer your emails, take your calls, and interview some intriguing guests. And also check out theoutlanderscomic.com, which is my paranormal comic strip I do right here on Inception Radio. For more information, also visit HeidiHollis.com. Blasting off with some UFO reports. UFO sighting in Cado Mills, Texas has occurred February 5th, 2018. Cigar shape with look like melted metal leaking down from the object. That's bizarre. Sitting in my chair, drinking coffee, looking out my window, caught a bright object at the corner of my eye. I knew when I'd seen it, it was no plane. Very odd white like I've never seen before. It was flying very level and looked like melted orange metal flowing down from the object and then disappeared that way with not a cloud at all. I nearly fell out of my chair. I knew what it was when I'd seen it. A UFO. I just couldn't believe it. It was that close and that clear. I was freaking out. (laughs) I have seen two other UFOs in my life, but not as clear as I'd seen this one. My heart was beating so fast, the object just disappeared. No clouds, nothing. Never seen anything like this so close. I'm still a little shaken up. Look at how that, that really changes a person. It's just, wow. Okay, anyways, moving on. Um, UFO sighting in Johnson City, Tennessee. This occurred November 15, 2017. Must see photos. Must see. Saw in sky, big as bus, but when landed, the size of a cell phone, then reptile-like thing with gun. It must have been 18 feet tall with dog, then moved behind telephone pole and camouflaged itself okay <laughs> all right okay okay so um so we're going to try this and check this one out must see photos huh i wonder if they have like a teddy bear and they're just messing with us or something let's see oh boy okay you guys you know whenever i pull up one and they say must see the photos or something or there's a photo and then MUFON doesn't release it, I'm a bit concerned that it must have been too darn good and too darn clear because, come on, really? This is all they're saying, must see photos, must see photos, and have this extraordinary claim of reptilians and a dog and and UFO. And whoop, no photos. Makes me think it must have been something good. That's a shame. All right. Release the Kraken and the photos. UFO sighting in Alancha, California. This occurred February 4th, 2018. Bright object passed over our night sky camera, not satellite or meteor. Our all sky night camera caught this unusual bright object pass overhead highway 395 in Vaux County. Heading west over the Sierra Nevada, it was too late at night to be a satellite. Plus, Satellites don't travel east to west. It was too late at night? Okay. And too slow for a meteor. The entire passage 
lasted 80 seconds. An aircraft might be possible, but normally aircraft at night flying high are almost totally dark and invisible. This thing got near magnitude of minus 6 at the high point with multiple colors, white, green, pink, unlikely to be aircraft headlights, since it got brightest when it was nearly overhead, not when approaching. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it would be looking right at the object's side when brightest. This is a rural area with no nearby airports. Was indoors at the time, so can't say if it made any sound or not. Not loud sound. Anyways, huh, that's pretty fascinating. The next UFO sighting occurred in Sacramento, California. This occurred February 3rd, 2018. Seen two flying plasma crafts, or plasma, <laughs> I was driving to the store. I saw real high up two flying objects. Huge. Hard to describe shape initially. Star-shaped. Dark amber-orange. There were other aircraft in the far-off distance over city. This is how I realized what I was seeing were not airplanes or helicopters or drones or flares or Chinese lanterns. What I saw color-wise was unique. Their flight pattern and speed controlled, well-paced. I turned onto a cross street, pulled over, and I used my iPhone to video record it. I forgot to push record. Come on now! Oh, I took a few pictures. They slowed down and gently merged into one object and then started fading, as in going into cloaked mode. If plasma more than likely transitioning into an interdimensional phase thus vanishing. Throughout that whole time, I felt comfortable, at ease, not threatened. The picture quality is not good. It shows two spherical orbs at one point elongated. I surmise they shape-shifted as they were merging into one object. Very cool to observe. The night sky was clear, not too cold. A very good evening, I bet. It is like snowing cats and dogs here in Chicago where I'm at. Oof. All right, the next UFO sighting occurred in Marietta, California. This occurred February 3rd, 2018. Thought I was looking at a flock of birds until they swooped back around and made geometric patterns and changed colors. Can you imagine that? It's like, oh, look at the geese. What? <laughs> wow, that's like a cartoon I think I saw once. Bugs Bunny. Um, a friend and I were hiking up on the Santa Rosa Plateau. I saw what looked like a flock of birds, but they were swooping back and forth, almost weaving in and out of each other, and I asked my friend if he was seeing them. He said he was seeing them as well, and we both wondered out loud if they were birds. Then they changed color from a white to blue and back, and stalled in position while organizing themselves into some geometric patterns. I started to get my cell phone out of the backpack of my, to document, okay, the event, and when I was looking for the phone, they flew off behind some trees. I was not able to see them again after that. We watched them for a minute or two. Come on, we, we are a cell phone society, and people just don't pull those phones out fast enough for my comfort. I mean, I don't know. Especially if it's like right there. It's like, don't take your eyes off of it. But we can search out a whole backpack and purse and our shoe without looking to get our cell phone. Can't we? I think so. 
All right. Anyways, UFO sighting in New York, New York. This occurred February 4th, 2018. 10,000 people were abducted. Oh, come on. This is a... Yeah, I'm talking about tacos and stuff. You know, people, really, really. See, I don't read these in advance. I just read them along with you guys. And all the editing that escapes it in the world. I try to skip and figure it out as I'm going. But, yeah, 10,000 people abducted in broad daylight with tacos. That's, um... Yeah, we're going to skip that one and move on to the next, shall we? The next UFO sighting occurred in Lennon, Michigan. This happened February 12, 2018. Observed first one light, then three moving in strange manner for about 10 minutes. While driving south on M13 north of Coldwater Road, I saw one very bright blue white light in the western sky. I initially thought it was a helicopter or other aircraft. I continued to see it for approximately one and a half miles as I continued southbound, looking over through my window and seeing it. I finally pulled over to the side of the road at Judville Road and exited my car. I watched as the light seemed to pulse, grow brighter, and seemed to be hovering. It then began moving in a seemingly random pattern, descending and ascending and stopping and moving. It seemed to be moving in a manner inconsistent with it being a helicopter or airplane, and I did not hear any noise. After about two minutes, I saw a second and then a third light of the same appearance approach the first light from the northeast. I watched as they imitated the first light's random sort of behavior for about six or seven minutes. The three lights then appeared to lock together and sped off to the northwest while ascending at a rapid rate. What is this? You know, you often hear of these these lights like, oh, there's an interesting light. And if you look long enough, friends will come and they'll dance a little and then kind of lock into position and become one. How about that? How cool is that? That's... um. Fascinating. I don't know of a helicopter that does such a thing. Nope, nope, nope. All right, moving on. UFO sighting in, oh boy, Jinan, Shi, Shandong, Sheng. Don't know where that is. This occurred on February 12, 2017. It's about a year, and it's over my house. Seems to follow me. In August 2016, in the evening, I and my mother came home from the outside, found inclined in front of the attic, has a disc, flash red, green light objects. Then it also appeared in August 2016, October, at the top of the overpass, appeared twice. Next again is 2017, one or two months. One night I was ready to go out. Mother and I, on the balcony, in shoes, looked up and suddenly found the northwest sky with a golden window. When I first discovered it, I think it's a UFO. After we go out, I found the window is the north-south. That is to say, if you go to the east, a window is behind you, just to the west in front of you. It lasted for some time and disappeared in early April 2017. Then, 2017 April, found it again. This time, it transferred to my house, to the east of the sky. I could show my dad took a video. See these when I was afraid. Incredible. He deleted the result. Of course he did. Oh boy, filming the video, I found something in the sky. Will be moved. Really hard to follow this one. And of course, my cell phone would ring in the middle of this. Ha <laughs> oh, Where was I? Anyways, let's skip on to the next one. <laughs> 
It's uh, the English is so broken up. It's really hard to follow. So that's why I'm moving on to the next one. All right, UFO sighting in St. Mary's, Georgia. This occurred February 7th, 2018. I observed six fiery objects flying in a straight line, but wobbling, pass over my house and over a nuclear sub-base. At approximately 6 p.m., I went to my car in my driveway. Coming over the west horizon, I saw what I thought may have been a burning object floating upwards. It was wobbling back and forth. I ran into the house to get my girlfriend as I pointed out the one that had passed over the house. Another one showed up. See, listen to that. There was another one. From the west and followed the same path. We watched a total of six follow the same path, wobbling back and forth and traveling at a relatively fast speed with no noise. It was cloudy. And they were clearly under the clouds. They looked like they were burning as a rocket would, but the entire object was glowing like a rocket would look. All six flew over the naval sub base. Hmm. That is just crazy. You know, it's it's like Simon says, it's like, okay, everybody, I'm going to fly through here. I've had a few drinks, but I'm a wobbles. But in order for you to come and join the party, you got to do exactly as I say. And that's what these crafts seem to be doing. It's just so bizarre. I mean, they mimic each other. I don't know. All right, moving on. UFO sighting with a blast from the past from in Indiana. That's all they say, Indiana. July 31st, 1998. Slided across sky with no noise. Yellow orange lights rotating clockwise. Sorry, my report is so late. <laughs> it's like a teacher going into class, coming into the to, to tell your teacher, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, anyway, summer of 98. I was 20, a little after 11 o'clock. I was expecting my mom home from work. She came banging on the front door to hysterical, okay, to use her house key. I opened the door as she rushed in saying there was something in the sky. I went outside and almost straight above me, Slightly northeast was a large, apparently metal object, less than a thousand feet above. I believe with rotating yellowish-orange lights, approximately 80 feet in diameter, sliding slowly southeast. Very much like you sometimes see them described on TV. This is a run-on sentence, I know. Oh, wow! Somebody notices this stuff, do they? I know. <laughs> We lived at a very most southeast section of Marion County, just south of Acton, just outside of suburbia. It was too large to be something mechanical a balloon could carry, and it could not be a copter because it was completely silent. I wanted to follow, but my mother was in hysterics. It slowly slid southwest over the tree line, and I lost sight of it. The next day, a neighbor said people were running through her field with blue lights, but she didn't see anything in the sky. What bothers me most is that now my mom has no memory of the incident. Isn't that something? Maybe it just challenges her religious views and has blocked it out, or maybe it's something more sinister, which worries me. Now I'm the only one who recalls it. Is this a common kind of sighting? Please respond. Uh, you know what? I have had friends who have had experiences with myself and not want to talk about it, but to say they don't remember it and look at you like you're nuts. No. Um, but that does happen. I've heard of people 
have had crazy experiences and then not be able to uh, recall it. Or they get little fragments but don't know how to piece it together. So it does happen. So maybe she was abducted and they were just like tidying things up and they're like, oh, shoot, we forgot to wipe her memory before she told her kid. Dang it. Could have been something like that. Who knows? They make mistakes, too, because they're aliens. <laughs> All right, moving on. UFO sighting in Oregon. This is a UFO blast from the past. This happened June 30th, 1971. Slightly more than a half circle, burnt reddish orange, just above the treetops. No other feature was about half mile away. Took off from still to hyperspeed with no noise. In 1971, just after midnight, as I drove a friend home from work at Georgia Pacific in Junction City, Oregon, we witnessed a large red-orange half-orb, 55% of a circle. I slowed down and slowly pulled over and let another car go by. As we sat there discussing what we were seeing, I finally started to move towards it again. By then, the other car was very near the object. As soon as I started towards it again, it took off and headed west very smoothly, then accelerated in a curved flight path, disappearing in about two to three seconds. There was, and still is, a transformer station very close to where the object hovered. It was probably a couple of hundred feet above the ground and maybe 50 feet off the south side of the road. I would estimate that we were a half to three quarters of a mile away when I first stopped and pulled over. The size of the object was comparable to a harvest moon in appearance. You know, I've seen this. I've seen this kind of craft. Uh, they're huge. <laughs> Took up the whole sky. Uh, which would make it fairly large at our distance, probably a diameter greater than 30 feet. Now, mine was like three football fields. Uh, the flat portion of the circle ran from a 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock position, and you could not discern any shape other than the half moon shape. No visible windows, doors, or lines of any kind. It looked the color of a reddish-orange smog sunset orb. Yeah, yeah. It was a clear summer night. It veered and ascended before it would have reached the nearby coastal hills. It made no noise. It accelerated to thousands of miles an hour from a dead stop. The feeling that night was one of amazement, puzzlement, and questions. The friend, I mentioned, angels frightening people in the Bible, but... We were really had no answers to what we saw. As to the event, we did not report it to any authorities and never tried to find out who the other car was. We discussed it somewhat with friends and family, but did not seek to publicize it. The friend died a couple of years ago, and I felt like the story should be told and compared to other sightings. Well, good on you for sharing that, because that, that is a doozy. That was a doozy. All right, then. Uh, okay. Moving on to a paranormal point, which is a crazy, freaky story, whatever I could find on the web. All right. This is called the Swamp Dinosaur. And this person is sharing their experience. They start off saying, sometimes you see things that just can't be explained, and maybe they shouldn't be. <laughs> I love that. A few years ago, when I was 16, I used to live in Louisiana on the Red River, to be exact. As an avid fisherman, I would make daily trips to my usual fishing spots to see if I could hook into a big catfish. One day in late summer, I decided to pay a visit to my favorite spot, 
as a way to keep my mind off of the ton of homework I would have to start doing in just a few days. It was just a couple miles walk from my house out in the country. My favorite place to go fishing was sketchy to say the least. Most of my normal targets were ponds, but this one was different. It was a swamp. Just exactly like the ones they depict in the movies. Alligators, muskrats, and possums were not abnormal sights out there. And I liked how secluded the swamp was, like it had gone untouched by civilization for thousands of years. I think he forgot to mention snakes. Ick. Um, to get into the swamp, you first enter a clearing in a large forest of cypress trees, which grow steadily thicker as you walk in further. From here, I had learned through trial and error the best path out of the water and to the perfect fishing ledge. It normally took about an hour of walking to get there, but it was always worth it. But that day, in the entrance to the swamp, things were quiet. No birds chirping, no squirrels running up and down the trees. Even the swamp rats I had always seen there and grown accustomed to were gone. It was as if all the animals had packed up and moved. That is such a warning. I began to grow cautious. I knew that black bears were pretty common out in this area. Perhaps one could have scared all the smaller creatures away. Nevertheless, I decided to venture on anyways. I regret this more than anything else in my life. <laughs> I finally arrived at the ledge, eager to catch myself dinner for that evening. After casting out of my line, I noticed something was wrong. It would normally take but a few seconds to get a bite in the swamp, but minutes passed, eventually turning into hours, and still, after what seemed like a hundred casts, nothing. I could not believe what was happening. Darn it, I said to myself as my hook snagged on a cypress root. I tried to retrieve the line, which finally broke. As I was fastening on a new hook, I heard it. A terrifying sound that to this day still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It sounded like the low, angry growl of an alligator. But deep down, I knew it couldn't be because... I couldn't pinpoint the source of the sound. The growl just echoed, seeming to come from all sides in the heavily wooded swamp. Whatever this thing was, it was big. I dropped my fishing pole into the water beneath me in fear. I kept trying to convince myself that it was just a gator, hopefully a small one, <laughs> and that I could escape before anything bad happened. I started to pack my things up and go, but then the growl happened again even closer. This time the loud grumbling caused vibrations that resonated throughout my entire body. Worst of all, it was followed by a blood-curdling hiss like a giant python. And then I saw it. It was swimming in the water about 80 yards away, snaking its way in between the cypress trees. At first, I thought that my fears had been correct, a large alligator. But as it grew closer, I realized that no alligator could be this big. It was at least 50 feet long, wow, with the head the length of a man.
As it neared me, oh heck no, <laughs> nostrils flaring, picking up on my scent, I saw the giant webbed spines on its back. I closed my eyes and rubbed them, thinking I must be seeing things. <laughs> when I opened them, though, it was still there, except now it was directly beneath me, gazing at its newfound prey. Just one step closer off the ledge and I would be this creature's dinner. Nothing really comes close to how it looked. But the nearest thing I can think of is the Spinoceros in Jurassic Park. Oh, get out. Except this reptile looked skeletal, as if it hadn't eaten in a long time. I couldn't help but wonder if this was the end for me. Then... It stood up in the shallow water, its legs propelling it upward until it was looking me in the eye. Why are you still standing there, dude? <laughs> the beast was nearly 20 feet tall. I was close enough to touch this thing, and the horrible stench of rotten fish hit my face every time it breathed. Its piercing amber eyes seemed to look right through me into my soul. It opened its powerful jaws and inside its mouth were hundreds of dagger-like teeth, the longest of which were nearly six inches long. I mean, what is, what is going on here? You're examining this thing, smelling it, taking it in, closing your eyes, rubbing them. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> it growled again, but this time it was deafening. And if I wasn't petrified of fear, I would have covered my ears. I decided that I couldn't dream about running this creature, so I stayed put. Huh? We both stood there, staring at each other for what seemed like hours, but was probably only a couple of minutes. Huh? I was expecting for this thing to snatch me up into its mouth at any second. But just when it started to open its jaws wide, a hunter's rifle sounded in the distance. It let out that disturbing hiss once more, but then plunged itself back into the water and swam away quickly away. I nearly collapsed right then, but I decided to run out of that swamp at full speed, tripping over roots and limbs several times before I found the entrance, never looking back. When I got home, legs sore from running, my parents saw that I looked worried. Worried? <laughs> they asked me what happened, and if I had seen anything, I just muttered nothing. I have never told anyone about this until now, partly because I know no one would believe me, but also because I keep trying to push this thing out of my mind. I don't go fishing much anymore. It's been three years. But in my nightmares, I could still hear that growl and see those burning amber eyes. Oh, my goodness. This is, um, that's disturbing as heck. That's probably one of the creepier stories I think I've read. You know, uh, I have not heard of swamp creatures like that, but lake monsters? Yeah, lake monsters, yes, I have heard. And, uh, you know, and they're all over. They're not just in, you know, Loch Ness. That's one of the more famous ones, or Lake Champagne with Champ, you know, and Nessie. That's there's a lot more. I've heard of various stories. I'm from Wisconsin, and 
Several lakes there have seen swamp monsters. Not swamp monsters, lake monsters. Look at my brain. Anyways, I need more coffee. You know what? I have to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening to UFO Headline News with me, Heidi Hollis. And, uh, you know, I want you guys, be sure to check out UFOHeadlineNews.com every single day. And also tune into my other two weekly shows, The Outlander on Fridays, The Kevin Cook Show every Tuesday. I co-host on both shows are at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. And see my paranormal comic, The Outlanders, at TheOutlandersComic.com. Remember, if you've experienced something out of the ordinary, want some level-headed advice, or if you've seen a UFO and want to share, be sure to write me at UHN at InceptionRadioNetwork.com. Remember always to keep an open mind so you, what, can stay informed and inspired.